0: welcome 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 today is something that I thought of you know I was in the car and I said you know what what's a good thing to talk about next and it's only logical to talk about my mentors and who they were you know if I had any how they were what they were in you know like what what work they were doing what valuable teachings they taught me um, And anything, you know, that comes into my head that can kind of save you time. And, you know, I kind of just become this one conglomerate of what they taught me. And now I can relate that over to you. So let's begin. The very, very first mentors I ever had in business were my mom and dad. Uh, Even though, right, like we, we spoke about this in the first one. They were immigrants, okay? They came by... They came to the United States, worked extremely hard, didn't buy anything, you know, saved up as much money as they could and slowly started investing that into their own business and grew it. Still, they were the ones to push me to get an education, get a job, get security, get health insurance and become part of, you know, the society that is seen from foreign countries as safe. Um, and a dream to just have a good paying job, which is good for 99% of the world, right? Um, A lot of people become rich, because they have a job. Uh, A lot of people are very extremely happy um, working, you know, less hours and being able to do what they like to do the most. So yeah, it really just comes down to you waking up happy every day. And my parents instilled not only in business, but spiritually, they always had books laying around the house of spiritual stuff, right? Um, About your mind, about your soul, about astral projection, about karma, about dharma, about, you know, the wheel of samsara, you know, just different Bibles. Everything was in the house. Um, And I would pick these books up and just be amazed and then put them right back down because I was a little kid. But there was something that there was a theme that was always around, which was being aware, being conscious of your actions, your emotions, and um, trying to work towards those bad little things that we have inside of us that are just like um, clouded water that we have to filter out uh, so that we can see reality as it is. Uh, It's almost like we have a bunch of glasses on, and each glass is a personality that doesn't let us see what's behind those glasses. Uh, So it's not until we take off all those sunglasses that we actually see this, the, you know, the light shining through and we recognize the light because it's in us and all that beautiful stuff. My parents were also extremely hardworking. So much so that, I mean, as a little kid, you don't really notice and you don't have a conception of time, right? You don't know how long your parents are at work. Um, For you, it might seem like all day. Um, while nowadays when you're working all day, you're like, oh wow, it's just a nine to five job. Uh but to me, I kind of noticed that they did work really hard. Uh and yeah, they both owned their business. They'd wake up at like five in the morning, not come back till super late. You know, I'd normally be the last kid to pe- to be picked up at school, but yeah, I hated that. Um, <laughs> but what are you gonna do about it? You know, they they were I, I can't blame them anymore. For stupid shit like that. Um, but it was it was good. It was good to see that they did put the time in. they did work hard. Now I can understand how they were reluctant to want me to start my own business because what they did was they actually worked outside in the sun, right their job was brutal. They actually had blood and sweat use blood and sweat to um, create their business. Um, huge amounts of sacrifice for that amount of money that they thought that I could just get at a job. Um, now, my type of sacrifice is probably more mental. Um, I'm not in the sun. I'm here in the computer. I'm. It's very cozy. It's you know. It's nowhere near compared as to their type of sacrifice. Um, yes. So let's keep moving on. My parents on their work ethic. And their willingness to always find opportunities, okay? They were very opportunistic. They were all about real estate. That was a big thing is as a kid, I would always be in the backseat of a car going to some property and sitting there while they looked at it on their either computer or on like these printout papers that they had of the real estate, you know, the listings. And this was about 15 years ago. And I absolutely hated it because I would be stuck in the car for two, three hours at a time. Little did I know they were just finding places to invest in and looking at property, comparing it, and you know going through those motions. And that's what they did. They During the height and downfall of the market, they owned property, they sold it. Um, they made a good chunk of profit from that. Nothing life-changing, but... I mean, maybe life-changing to most people, but for them, it was just... Um, It was good profits on the side of what they were doing in business. So always instilled that, you know, property always gets more valuable as time goes on. Um, Always have at least one property, you know, to rent out and these basic things. But I, I thought that property was the most important thing, right? And it wasn't until later on that I became a realtor that I noticed property sometimes isn't the best investment. Um, because there's a lot of things that need to get paid. There's a lot of maintenance. There's a lot of fees. There's so many other things that get factored in. And then you have to see what the output is to that equation. Every property you buy, every business deal you buy is an equation. Um, you have numbers going in and numbers going out. You have expenses coming in, um, and you have profits coming out. So that's what it all came down to. They gave me, like I said, great advice um great work ethic my mom showed me what it was to love my dad showed me um what it was to be wise now let's move to my first boss okay because out of college right i couldn't find that job no. uh, even with my degree so i started real estate and when i started real estate this guy uh he owns i'll just shout him out doug doug green he is a realtor, a broker here in the city of Coral Springs. Um, his address is 966 9663 West Sample Road. If you want to go buy any property, sell any property, rent any property, he's a man. He was, an, he is an OG in this place. Um, this man went through a ton of shit. Uh, at the age of like between 15 and 18, he got into a horrible uh, motorcycle accident, which left him without the use of his left arm um i believe no without the use of his right arm and right leg uh doctors told him they he would never be able to walk again you know basically um lose all hope and everything and collect an unemployment check for disability he instantly i guess you know felt that survival mode and said that's not what i'm doing i still have a lot left in me and i'm going to recover and he did through a long time of recovery he also um, was got into real estate right away. You know, he read a lot of motivational things. He attended many Tony Robbins uh, seminars and they helped a lot for him uh, in ways that they changed his life. So, fast forward, I don't know, 30 years later, he is very, extremely well known in the city to all realtors. Um, he knows. The entire city by the back of his hand like you just tell him an address and he'll tell you exactly what's around the prices Uh, he's an expert in his field when I went to go work for him he was previously my mom's broker Um, and he was the type of guy that had a backbone and I had no backbone I was fresh off fresh out of school I didn't know what was left what was right and he was the person that was trying to tell me In a respectful manner, without being too harsh like Nick, you need to create a backbone. You know, the world is going to walk on top of you. Um, You need to know when to be funny, when to be nice, when to be harsh. Um, You need to know when to distinguish between these things. And I didn't understand it so much. And and it wasn't part of my personality at that moment. Um, I didn't have enough experience with people. I didn't understand that dynamic. So it was hard for me to comprehend, which in turn, it was hard for me to sell anything uh, because I would follow along with people's subconscious thoughts and I would let those drag me into whatever they wanted. And instead, I wasn't the one focusing the attention on where the conversation should go, leading them to a sale that they wanted to purchase. And he taught me one of the biggest, 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 biggest things is the truth okay and the truth he would say the truth is the truth is the truth which means you always say the truth and you will always be okay um you never you'll always get figured out if you say a lie it'll always come back and there's nothing that beats the truth okay if you lie about something you're going to cause embarrassment for you and for the people around you if you don't get found out right now you'll get found out in five to ten years Um, you know, that could cause any type of things, any type of detriments comes from lying. So it's always about being truthful and um, 99.99999% of the things. Of course, we all lie and we have, you know, those little white lies. But as far as possible, you know, get away from those lies and always be truthful to people. And people see through it. They understand it. Now, another thing that he taught me was his work ethic even though he was making a lot of money, you know, 15 to 20,000 a month. Uh, And to me, that was a lot of money as a little kid uh, because I was making nothing, 500 a week and 15,000. And he would show me his tax returns, all he paid in taxes. And I would just be like, whoa, like that's a lot. It still is a lot to me, but now I have a bigger picture. And he would wake up at five in the morning He lived a clean life. He went to yoga. He was a vegetarian. Um, He was really all about bettering himself, uh, the people around him always having good vibes, telling, like I said, the truth, working in very early mornings and working till late, but also making sure to take breaks whenever he wanted uh, to go. To a yoga studio in the middle of the day to go get a massage in the middle of the day to go eat some good food in the middle of the day and he really had this balance that i learned to appreciate after the fact again i was young i didn't put anything that he said into practice i was very naive i was very stupid um and he and he knew that so we slowly drifted apart until the point where i kind of left the office and i went into my own thing, which was computer science. Uh, Luckily, everything went well there. I hustled my way up. And here I am talking to you. (laughs) So let's go to the third mentor. Now this mentor. I, I love this girl. Um, I found her on LinkedIn. And she just became such a dear friend. And it was so nice to just have someone to relate with all the time. So This girl, um, I don't know, I shouldn't mention her name just because I don't know, but let's just, let's just keep her as Rachel. Let's call her Rachel. So Rachel was this girl that lived out in LA and she was very, um, she was, she's a designer. She's very artistic and she showed that in her profile image (laughs) she was crazy um she was willing to express herself and that instantly caught my attention i was putting out content all the time and sometimes she would comment on my stuff and then i replied and then we started dming and little by little we would start talking all day all night about business about life about just how I can improve my business, how I can improve certain aspects of, you know, everything, everything, everything. And she, little did I know, was becoming my mentor. Without it being like, oh, hey, can you please help me? It was more like, yo, I love hustling, I love this, this is my story. And she'd say, this is my story, this is what I do. And then we would, you know, after we already talked about everything, it would be a daily of, hey Nick, what did you do? All right, make make sure you're doing more sales. Make sure you're doing this. Make sure you're doing that. Um, and that's where it went. So some of the things that she taught me were comparison of and showing the reality of uh, income levels. Okay, what that means is that she was making between fifteen to thirty thousand a month. Okay, in web development. To me at that moment, I was only making two to three thousand a month. So you can already tell to me, she was like, Whoa, she was a rock star. She's like able to buy a McLaren. Um, she her rent was almost five thousand dollars a month. Like all these things that I I was wondering. I was like, Whoa, it is possible. This is someone that's doing it. She worked with big brands. Um, she's a nice person. I'm a nice person too. Like, you know, there's nothing But there's no difference except for that she is a hard worker. I mean, you're not going to find her at a bar unless if she's networking. And if she's networking, she'll buy you the most expensive bottle and she's going to only be talking to the CEO of something. So she doesn't go and waste her time. Everything has a purpose. Everything is, um, you know, it's like extremely millionaire mindset, I guess you would say. And she told, she taught me that, first of all. Um, I was already hustling super hard, but she taught me that, yes, this is how it goes. This is how you have to do it, which means on the weekends when people are going out, you're working. At 1, 2 in the morning when you feel like your eyes are like shutting down, you keep working until you actually fall asleep on your computer. Um, you make all these sacrifices that people aren't willing to make. She also taught me about how to integrate the reality of, oh, and before we move on, the funny thing is that her significant other was making around 60000 a month, okay? So for her, he was a big dog. For me, she was a big dog. And then him, he's like, for me, him, he was huge, right? Because I was like, what the, sixty k, Like, that's insane. That's about a million. I think that's about a million a year. That's what you need to get to get a million. Uh, and now that's kind of my goal. But at the same time, uh, I started, I stopped thinking about money recently. And now it's more of being happy, enjoying that process. And, you know, hustling as hard as I can with being as healthy as possible. Next thing that she taught me was meeting all the psychological needs, all my physical needs, all my spiritual needs in my intimate relationship with the person I'm with and in business. So making sure that you're confident that, Um, If you're with someone that you can go out, talk to other people of your opposite sex, um, enjoy them, be wanted by others, but always have that respectful dynamic that you always come home understanding and appreciating what you have and never going that extra step. So always being respectful to your partner, but always um, understanding that there are other people out there that do love you and it's good to be feel loved by others and love others at all times. So that you don't get lost in your relationship at any moment. And you guys both know your worth um, at all times. So uh, that was extremely important. That gave me a lot of confidence knowing that she was making this type of money that it was possible for me. That yes, people that are rich don't get rich fast. It's not this YouTube pre-reel that everyone thinks it is where being a millionaire is just – Drugs, alcohol, and sex, where in reality, it's optimizing your brain, being as spiritual as possible, being as clean as possible, and working as hard as you can. And that's the that is it. And that's just not flashy. That's not what people are gonna tell you with gold chains and the wrappers and all that. They're not telling you that stuff. Um, they're not telling you that you actually have to be a good human. <laughs> and that is the truth. To break out through those levels, you have to be a good human. Um, Of course, you can be an asshole, you can be a narcissist, and you can make a couple million a month, a year. But if you want to be at a different level and not create any karma for yourself, you know, be aware of yourself the entire process, you have to be good. You can't – I mean, you can also be like a murderer, right, and be extremely horrible and still make it to the highest depths of society, highest depth. That doesn't make sense. The highest heights of society um, and riches, but it's never worth it. It's uh, It always comes with stress and pain and, and it doesn't matter. So she gave me the insight on income, the insight on how you should live your life, and she gave me the insight, insight on how to get clients. And getting these clients and how what she would do to get them. So she would um, reach out to companies overseas that were part of the United States, talk to them in another language, just so that she could get their attention for the director here in the United States. And she'd do that over and over again. Um, And just so many more stories that show you that there's a lot of perseverance and you don't always have to go to fiverr you don't always have to go to upwork to get any clients and if you really want those big big clients you have to get your face out there you have to do as much as you can and what i've been noticing now is that the harder you work the less intimidating people become to you so the harder i work the less intimidating a ceo is to me um because in my life I'm trying the hardest I can to be that CEO for my company, and I'm trying to optimize everything I can. So right now, yeah, I have respect for that CEO, but I don't see him anything superior to me because we're all on just a path of of greatness in a way. So I'll dick around, I'll joke around, I'll mess with the person. I don't care if they respond or if they don't. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I take everything now. And it makes sense as to – how there's some people that don't feel starstruck by uh, famous people or people w- with wealth. And now I'm starting to understand it is because most of the time, those people have a strong, crazy work ethic. Their life is so involved right now that they wouldn't change it for the world. They're super happy and comparing it to someone else you know it it is what it is if anything you just want to have a good conversation with a person you want to you don't want to just sit there and um and not and just sit there in silence and being scared you actually want to sit down and talk about important things and maybe relate some impressions and pass back ideas and things like that but most of these people they don't have time for that uh and you Yeah, they don't have time to sit down and talk, but that's good. That doesn't really matter. Now I'm trying to think what else did she teach me? Let's see. Oh yes. 70% sales, 30% work. This is something that I've always been trying to keep up during the day. You want to always do sales, 30% work. I am horrible with that and I'm still working on it. The 30% of work ends up being 90% work to me whenever I get a client, I just want to finish it fast. I want to make sure that they got everything they need. So this is more of a me issue. And I really have to figure that out. And I guess on the journey of these episodes, you'll be able to see how I change and the different things that I do. And hopefully, you know, this just becomes a part of, of history where you can see the development of a person through business. You know, I think that's it's, That's what it's gonna be. It's almost gonna be just a little footprint um, and you're gonna be able to see how things change. So I think that's pretty cool. And another thing is maintaining and increasing momentum. So what does that mean? That means that whenever we get some clients uh, and you do all their work and then you just kind of chill and go on vacation or start learning new things and then it's time to start again, And your momentum just, you have to start it all over again. And then it's not until those two, three week gaps after you've done all the sales outreach that things start to close. So you had an entire month of making almost zero. And that's really big. That's something that I had the biggest issue with. I still do. And it's something that I'm working on is maintaining momentum and increasing it. And I have like this momentum board now uh that's on the back of this booklet that i have in front of me it's on the back of a whiteboard it's on the permanent side of the whiteboard and i have it right behind me and it reads right now my biggest goals were 15k a month um posting stuff on linkedin hold on let me see this I planned it. I planned a cruise. I started a podcast. I started going to the gym. I started tracking my spending, tracking my habits. Um, I purchased my dream laptop. Uh, I, I read five books this month. So there's like a lot of things that I want to put out there that are building upon each other so that I can see it moving and I don't want it to stop. And with that, I guess that wraps it up for the for the mentor stuff and i'm currently looking for another mentor another mentor that can take me to that next level someone that's a male uh just because she also said it's always best to work uh, with mentors of your same sex uh, it's always better to it's, le- it's less of a distraction and yeah now What I guess my next insight would be, how do I find a mentor, right? And I'll be letting you guys know how I find it, what I do. But at this moment, who do I want to be my mentor? And I want to share that with you. I want my mentor to be someone that has made a lot of money. They're extremely successful. They um, are either designers or owners of agencies of software. I want them to be the type of person that helps the world that's adventurous, that's nice. Um, that lives a balanced life, right? So there's all these things that I want in a mentor. But there's all these things that I have to attract them for track them with, right? I can't expect a mentor that's a millionaire to want to talk to me. Um, Unless I have something to provide in value or unless I'm also successful, unless they also see my grind, unless I'm also elegant and well put like them, unless I'm also adventurous and going to the places they go, unless I'm also caring and I do the certain characteristics and things that they do. Um, So it's all about that I'm learning is the people that you want to attract. Do those characteristics do the things that they would be doing um, so that you can start falling into their sphere of influence and creating a bigger net uh, for networking. And that's at the moment where I am right now with mentors and with trying to attract, you know, that next level in my life. With that said, I don't know yet what in the world we're going to talk about in the next podcast, but I definitely want to have an interview with someone because I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, so, I'm going to try to get an interview with someone in the near future. And if anyone has, and if anyone wants to come on this podcast and talk about anything, I would more than love to do that. I had a friend reach out, very nice friend from FSU. Uh, he is a software developer at the moment, bright kid. You know, coming out of FSU, you have to be stupid bright in computer science. Uh, I wish him all the best. And he, we had a conversation about 30 minutes of. Nick, like, what do you do to get your first client? What do you do to do this? Um, what is your advice for, you know, starting off and all of these things that just left me with a great feeling in my heart that at, at least I could, you know, help a little bit because that's what it, this is really all about. Um, you know, again, I'm not trying to sell courses, I'm not trying to be a mentor. Uh, I mean, maybe, yeah, a mentor is to help people, but I'm not trying to get any money from it. This is really just my time to give back, share my experiences so that everyone else can share that piece of the pie and be happy. Uh any any sponsors, you know, we can you can throw your name out right here in the beginning. You know, but yeah. Uh I'm looking forward to the next episode. Peace out.